We welcome you back to the Two Guys Named Chris Show. At this time every week, we talk with Lisa Lanier, our official attorney of this program. She goes inside legal matters for us. And the docket today is quite full. We've added a story today, and she's with us now. I love this docket. Hello, Lisa. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm fantastic. I hope you guys are. Good. Very good Hi. to talk to you. We'll jump right into it with a story that we talked about yesterday that got a lot of feedback on this. A man in Austin, Texas, who says he was out with a group of friends. His name is Steve, but he hasn't given a last name. He was interviewed by the news there. They were at a place called Estelle's, a bar off 4th Street in Austin, Texas. And he said, I had been drinking, but certainly not to the point of blackout drunk. I was tipsy. I didn't feel I could drive home. So he FaceTimed his cousin, and he said, I'm getting ready to uh, jump into an Uber here, and I'll talk to you later. Well, that's the last thing he remembers. He woke up in his bed 12 hours later, stretched and yawned, reached for his phone, reached for the phone, which was not there. And then he reached for his wallet, which was not there. So he gets on the computer and finds that almost $13,000 had been spent with his uh, ATM card. And when he contacted the bank about this, thinking, uh-oh, somebody, he blamed maybe the Uber driver, although he doesn't even remember getting in the Uber. Somebody in the bar, he thinks, got him, got his wallet, got his phone, slipped him a Mickey, and then spent all this money at a Walmart, which is a few hours away in Katy, Texas. And he says that he called the bank and they will not give him any kind of refund or, or make it right because they say, look, this ATM card was used with the PIN number, so we have no proof that you didn't use it. You know, the PIN number was used. Now, he says, I mean, now we're reading between the lines, but we think somebody somehow got his PIN number. Maybe he gave it up after he was slipped to Mickey. Maybe they saw him using the bank machine inside the club. We don't know exactly. But his question is, why will nobody help me? You know, why will the bank not give me my money back? And they've said no. So what does he have to do to get his money back here, Lisa? Assuming he's telling the truth. What are your thoughts on this case? Yeah, you know, he's kind of in a gray area where, you know, typically if someone steals your bank card, your bank will get you that money back. Mm -hmm. But here, because they used his PIN number, the bank is saying, look, you gave somebody your PIN number. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. that's not on us. Yeah. So, you know, if he was drugged, maybe he did give his PIN number or maybe he had it written somewhere in his phone or his wallet, you know, saved somewhere. Um, but, you know, he unfortunately, his sort of his conduct is going to be looked at under a microscope. And they're saying, look, you were out, you know, multiple bars. You were drunk, you know, and you gave somebody. So this is on you. That's kind of what the bank is saying to him. Right. But he says that this has happened to someone else. It was reported around the same time before this happened to him. And he actually thinks, I, th I think he thinks that there's somebody in collusion in the bar with, mm. with the Uber driver. Cause they, you know, somehow they, cause how, you know, if you're, if you're robbing somebody, you don't call them an Uber. Right. I mean, right. so, you know, we think that uh, he thinks that it's something, you know, that it's a little conspiracy operation between someone in the bar and the Uber driver, but he really doesn't have any proof and he and it's quite possible that he just got drunk and you know did stupid things. I and that's that was Dave's point. Dave said he might have gotten drunk and he did some stupid stuff. But the charges are at a Walmart, a long way away from where he lives. Now our, the question was, and Dave had a good one. He's like, well, how did he get back in his? Who put him in bed? bed? Who put him in bed? Right, at, right. That's a, that's a good question. But why are the charges all at a Walmart? You could see it if it was at a strip club or wherever, you know. But they're all at a Walmart, a long way away. I, I'm not sure what happened to this guy. So, so you think the bank's yeah. going to require more, obviously. Oh, yeah. He's going to have to prove that he was robbed. And, you know, I mean, it does happen that somebody, you know, they tell you not to 
store your PIN number anywhere, like in your wallet or your phone. But, you know, a ton of people do that. And so, you know, that may be what happened. And if he, you know, maybe he can get surveillance video. You know, all those ATMs have cameras on them. The Walmart probably has cameras. And maybe he can show that it was, uh, you know, fraud and that he didn't voluntarily give these people his information. That's my thing, too. Get the, How the video do, footage. Can a citizen ask for that kind of footage, Lisa? That Because that came up yesterday, too. Yeah, you can. It's not always going to be given to you. It's up to the bank and up to Walmart whether they want to give it. Now, if he can get authorities to rally behind it, then they can get it. You know, well, so. that's the thing. See, uh, I said call the police. It doesn't even say that he's called the police. I would assume he has. It's been four months. But if he hasn't called the police, I think he needs to. And then Dave said, well, the police are busy. You don't have time for that. You don't have time for this guy. <laughs> they'll file a report. Unfortunately, unfortunately, when you get into any kind of difficulty when you're out, you know, drinking, the pe- it's, people just look at you like, yeah, dummy, it was your fault. I mean, they do. It's, un- it's unfortunate. Well, that's what Dave said. <laughs> Dave said that yesterday. He's been on both sides. Because I've done it. Dave, Dave said Dave has been drunk. You ever wake up the next morning coming out of a strip club and you're like, where's that $900? <laughs> Yeah. Can I go to Katy, Texas? <laughs> I agree with all that, but 13000 and he wakes it's up and says lot. he has no it's memory of That's a lot of money. I mean, I just... I feel bad for the guy. I really do. And I hope he can prove that it was that it was some sort of fraud. But he's just by calling up, you know, and, and saying, look, this happened, they're not going for it because of the pen. Yeah. Well, if you're his lawyer, would you say first move is to get the police involved and make them do a little legwork? Yeah, I mean, I think, and I think he's already contacted them, and I think that's where he learned that there was another instance of it. So I hope they will look into it because yeah. it could, there could be a little, you know, little thing going here. Right? Hey, so let's flip this guy. Yeah. Uh, something where you know some of these like date rape drugs, the person is still functioning and talks, but mm-hmm. it's almost like you know truth serum. They'll say whatever you need them to say. Oh yeah, they'll mm-hmm. give the uh, pin number perhaps, or it's stored on his phone. Will you tuck me in bed. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. okay. What's your pin number? <laughs> One four six. Okay, great. I'm so great. Sleepy. Thanks. Okay, just give me your pin number and go off to sleep. Okay. All right. Jeez, what are they doing? Uh, here's from a case where the police maybe are not doing enough to a case where the police are doing too much. We are taking you now to Hanover, Pennsylvania. There is a woman there named Beck Lawrence who opened up a shop where she sells incense and she does tarot card readings and that kind of thing she's a an eclectic metaphysical shop it's what it's called and she went into a local publication they wanted to write about her after being open for about six months and she thought that would be great i thought it would be like a really nice way to like introduce my shop to the community and like i mean we surely did She has an infectious laugh. That's what we've noticed about her. Yes. You want to be around her. You want to hear it more. Of course. And what happened was, she says they surely introduced themselves to the public. The cops got word of it, that she was doing tarot card readings. And they said, well, there's a law on the books since 1860-something that says you're not allowed to practice any witchcraft. She's a noted pagan. That's fortune-telling. Fortune-telling, witchcraft. You cannot do it. She's doing it right there at her store and charging for it. $100 for a full reading. $100 is what she gets. And so the cops came to her shop and first sent her an email, then came to her shop and said, you really have to quit this. I got an email and I was just kind of like, <laughs> like I literally had walked out of therapy and I was like, I got to turn right back around. Get ready with me for cops coming to my metaphysical store on suspicions of witchcraft charges in the year 2023. All right. For the police part, the police chief says, hey. If you don't want this law on the books, go to the city legislature, the state legislature, and say, we don't want this law on the books. As long as it is, I'm going to enforce it. 
Now, I wouldn't have done anything, but somebody called and said, there's witchcraft going on over here. And so he looked on the books and got it. And now people have rallied around this woman and offered her free legal assistance. It's hard to put into words my gratitude, but dang. <laughs> like, thank you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she could. I don't be around that too long. No. She, she could. I, I wouldn't trust that woman with my future <laughs> reading of anything. What yeah. did she call her shop? Let's get metaphysical. <laughs> yeah. What was it? No, it's called the uh, Serpent's Key Shop oh, and Sanctuary. The old Serpent's Key. Yeah, she reads cards. She should have known the cops were coming. But, well, right. Lisa, Lisa Lanier gives a Halloween party, and she's got tarot card readers out there. So be very uh -oh. check the law. Year, I'll tell you what, Kelly. This year, the really, really good fortune teller is coming. Oh, perfect. Who, who three years ago told uh, my friend's mom to go to the doctor right away. She went pancreatic cancer. Get out what? of here. Are you serious? Got yes. Oh, my so, God. I had no clue. My friend's mom, she was a fairly young grandma, like, you know, 62-something, and she was healthy, active, hiking, mountain biking. She goes to this reader, thinks there's nothing wrong with her. The lady says, seriously, she says, I don't want to scare you, but you really, there's something serious going on. You need to go to the doctor as soon as possible. And the, in retrospect, the woman said, well, you know, I had been having some like sort of upper quadrant abdominal pain, but I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was like indigestion or something. Ooh. It was very, very progressed uh, pancreatic cancer. Oh, my gosh. That, oh, really, that really is. Wait till the fortune teller sees me. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Easy listen, money. I don't want to scare you, but there's something really serious going you on. You might have a weight problem. <laughs> Everyone else's reading is canceled. Yeah. <laughs> I need some time with this one. This is going to take all night. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, you can't go first, big. So nobody yeah. else wants time. I need like an hour. Everybody the line ends here. <laughs> she calls in backup psychics. All right. We've, right. Covered, we've covered weight. Can we get to the crippling financial debt? <laughs> I don't have time. I'm on the clock here. I got to go. How much time mm -hmm. you got? It's not Halloween anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Make a wish at New Year's. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, this woman in Pennsylvania, will she wind up being fined or is she going to be okay, Lisa? What do you think? Well, she's going to be okay, but she might have a long legal battle. But the, here's the deal. She's, her, this is a religion. So paganism and witchcraft and Wiccan are considered by our courts to be protected religions. And so you can't tell people they can't practice their religion oh. any more than you can tell Baptists or Methodists or Catholics that they can't practice their religion. There was a case, uh, pretty high level, didn't quite make it to the U.S. Supreme Court, but pretty high level back in the 80s that, that recognized this, and it's been accepted law ever since. This is a very antiquated law that they have on the books in Pennsylvania, and it's not going to be enforceable if they try to do it. Oh, good. I'm for this pagan in this case. I mean, you it seems would, like she's doing something. You think just, you the know, community knows who ratted her out? That's what I want to know. Can she go to the cops and say who filed this? Well... But even if they do, that person has a right to do well, it, they, right? They have a right to. I'm not saying they don't. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a law on the books. I mean it's just a you know it's a crazy old law that nobody enforces anywhere else. Right. But, but I'll tell you this: if I if I ratted somebody out for anything, I wouldn't want I wouldn't want anybody to know who did. You know, I want to be protected. No, they you want whistleblower protection. protection. I want whistleblower protection every single time. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Witness. Uh, yeah. Protection. I want witness protection. I, I thought it could be somebody that was uh felt scorned by her, like by she gave her. a reading to somebody. 
and they went and, oh, bro- yeah. and, and broke up with their boyfriend because they said, "Oh, yeah." Good it says there's a dark, you yeah. know, there's a dark cloud over my love life. Mm-hmm. We're splitting up, and that person goes, Mm-mm, "I'm turning her in." Maybe good theory, or somebody who just doesn't want that kind of element mm-hmm. in sure. the community, you know. Or well, that used to, the shop used to be right. something, something else. else. Yeah, it's only six months old exactly. Uh, one of the most controversial stories we touched this week brought out Boomer Biggie, which I was proud to see. <laughs> I loved it. I loved him. I. Listen, I like Biggie every day, but I loved him on Tuesday. I mean, he was in here fighting for this bus driver. The, the bus driver is in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. He's worked for the school system for just over a year. He's out of retirement, 68 years old, Thomas Young. And apparently some of these school children on the bus, so he was delivering them back to school. Middle were, age, we learned. Uh, we think, yeah, middle school Not middle age, middle school. Thank 13, you. 14 years old. And they are giving him a bunch of lip, and they're talking. They're loud. He told them to be quiet. They weren't. He stopped the bus, and he says, I won't move this bus until everybody is quiet. Quiet. Everybody be quiet. I'm not moving until I don't hear any speaking. Well, it kept going, escalated and escalated. And finally, the kids were messaging their parents. They're pulled over off the side of the road. And they said, hey, we're at this spot. And parents came to them and said, I want my kids off this bus. And he said, you're not moving. One kid said his mom's here. He's like, I don't care if your mama's here or not. You sit right there. Then finally he opened the door for a dad and told the dad, you're not getting on this bus and they're not getting off. And when his child and other children started going for the door, he stopped them with his hand. He put his arm, put his hand out. They are not quick grab my kid. Come on, Brandon. Now make a run for it. Biggie and I were absolutely on the same page on this. We love this guy. <laughs> I'm pro bus driver here. <laughs> me too. You know, this is the second time we've discussed this this story, and you know, it, it occurs to me, and didn't, I didn't at the time. Every bus has two doors. The front and the Why back. Why didn't some enterprising kid in the back just? Pop open the emergency, they emergency they exit. Did. Eventually they did. Eventually they started okay. jumping out of wow. the car to the exit. Okay. While it was moving, when he started moving again, the oh, kids geez. were still Oh, no, now you do have a problem. They still so scared that they started jumping out of the back. Oh. Are you with us, Lisa? Are you team bus driver on this thing? That's me and Biggie now. We're out there on an island. Team beat your kids. That's right. What do you think? <laughs> I'm kind of torn. I'm going to tell you, I have one foot on your island, and then I have another foot. <laughs> yep. I understand. Here's, here's why I'm torn. I'm gonna tell you, I do think it's bus driver 101. I, I drove a bus, you know, back in the day in North what? Carolina. Mm-hmm. As soon as you turned 16, yep. in Guilford County, Anyway, I think it was all over North Carolina. They considered it an honor for 16-year-old high school students to get to drive a bus. Mm-hmm. And so you had to have a certain GPA. You had to either be in sports or civic you know, clubs and stuff. And so it was like this big honor. And uh, we were 16 years old, just had just learned to drive, driving these kids around on buses. But I used to do that all the time. I'd stop in the middle of the road if it wasn't a busy road. Yes. Because they're screaming and running around. And, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not moving until you shut up, you know. Right. right. And right. Uh, that's so it is. I mean, it's, but I think he took it a little too far. That's the problem. I think, you know, he, what he did was he was so fed up with them. He, he called the school to get an administrator out there mm. to do something. And so he was trying to wait and keep all the kids on the bus Till the administrator got there, but this went on for a long time, and the kids did. You know, I think I think it's fine to to stop the bus and tell them you're not moving until they scream. I think that's fine, but I think you know when parents are banging on the bus door, yeah, yeah. 
you know, I think you've just taken his, his problem is he took it just he got a little carried away. He got you know, his anger got out of control and he just took it a little too far and now it's you know it's kind of biting him. The good news for him is I think that he is I think they're going to drop the charges or, or drop them down to something because they actually they're really equivocating on whether to charge him or not. They arrested him, but they've already dropped his bond so that cause so he so he could get out of jail. They made it a lot lower, and they're still they still haven't formally charged him. They are contemplating kidnapping and child abuse and all this. I think they'll drop it, I and hope uh, so. he'll he'll, yeah. he'll lose his job. They'll you know that's done. Right, and, and, and he really you know he's he's got some anger issues. He doesn't really need to be dropping him <laughs> He does. <laughs> But Stop I, working with you. Right. I, Biggie and I just didn't want him charged with kidnapping. We thought yeah, that, I thought yeah, that no, was I harsh. That's yeah, too much. I, don't yeah. I feel for the guy, but he did take it too far. Okay. Mm. Yeah, we'll agree with it on that. On you. All right. Oh, man. Uh, the other, we, we have to get this one in today where the docket is so full, but we also discussed this earlier in the week, and I, I want to say something about this. Reese's has a $25,000 promotion. That's uh, They're doing a $25,000 giveaway for Halloween, and the package reads, you could win $25,000. And in smaller print, see details inside. So you have to open the packaging to see the details of the contest. Well, consumer watchdog Ed Dworsky out of Massachusetts <laughs> says, well, if you have to open the package, it means you have to buy the product, and it's supposed to be no purchase necessary. But Reese says, oh, but you can go to our website and see the rules, or we have something. We have QR codes all over the place. Oh, there's supposed to be QR codes and messaging to that effect in all the grocery stores. And Ed Dworsky, consumer watchdog, says, well, I've been to 15 stores, and I haven't seen any of that kind of verbiage. You have to open the packaging. So he wants this to be, he wants them not to be able to run the contest, Reese's, even though most people buy the candy anyway if they're going to participate in the contest. So, Lisa, is Reese's in any kind of trouble here? So far, they've not. there's not been any kind of formal lawsuit or charge, but this guy did make a complaint to the FTC who apparently issued like some sort of a letter or something that said that they should recall the packages because you, you are not, you know, you're not supposed to advertise a sweepstakes or promotion that no purchase is necessary and then put that inside, yeah, the, you know, the, put inside the product. Right, 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 so, right, right. So it is kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of a misstep on their part, but, you know, I don't know if they'll recall them or not or maybe stop, you know, change production so that it, you know, says it, on the outside, you it know, says, or says a lot of rappers. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of rappers to recall. Let me say this, Lisa, and so I want to see if you agree with me on this. With gambling so prevalent now, and in almost every state now, you can go to some website and bet on football, whatever you want. You know, you can bet on everything. Lotteries now all over the country. I think this whole no purchase necessary thing is is bygone. I think you should be able to say you got to buy our product to play this prize to to claim yeah, this. Yeah, I agree. Prize. I think they should be able to do that. Yeah, so. I mean, why not? You know, now. Yeah, yeah but it might it's put the Wild the, West. It man. might put the lottery commission in your in your business's pocket. You know, looking in there and going through your stuff and saying, now we have access to your mm. company because we oversee lotteries. Oh, perhaps. and this is a lottery. Oh, maybe that's the and, reason. And companies don't want to give up their. Well, for sure. Yeah, it, it starts to smack of a right of a, of a lottery scheme. Uh, well, it is. It's but, exactly a lottery. But I, th- but I think lotteries are okay. I don't. But they're heavily regulated. But they're regulated. Okay, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, they are heavily regulated. Yeah, but you know, our, the, like your point is, like, yeah, times have changed. Like yeah. these laws were from a time when we didn't have lotteries and we didn't have casinos everywhere. Right, 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 right. Uh, let me say this also, Lisa. I can't let you get off the phone without saying this. Um, you and I are odds. We are on different sides of something. Uh, you posted earlier this week about something that has happened very personal and close to my heart. My daughter, which I'm sure you know, failed her driving test twice. <laughs> yes. Listen to that laugh. 
And then Lisa. I was going to say, I know I hurt your feelings when I posted my son's perfect score, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Celebrate, just dancing on not, our not grade. Just perfect score, <laughs> not just perfect score, but, but the DMV examiner's quote. <laughs> what was the quote exactly? I've never seen a better. <laughs> Don't see a lot of these. <laughs> is your son's permit picture? I'm assuming that the DMV lady is like hugging him in the picture, saying you're. She oh. was really, yeah. She was watching him take the uh, exam. I guess they can see what you know what the kids are doing or whatever. And she was just, um, she, she was blown away, and she was just. Very exuberant about it. So yes, yes, yes. Do well, bells and whistles go off when somebody makes a hundred? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, buzzers go off when they don't. I can tell you that. <laughs> so, uh, why don't you just think about the feelings you're hurting when you when you do these reckless posts like that? Social media can hurt. I, I sort of pride myself on being a uh, a good quiz prep parent. So if you want to send your daughter over here, and I'll send her. Yeah. And, uh, I might even I might even guarantee you like a, a damn near perfect score because I. I just, <laughs> well, don't send your son to me. I can tell you yeah. this. Don't send it to your. Well, it sounds like she done. limped along on her own. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can like, help him a little bit, Kelly. You got to help. I, I guess so. No, we said go study your Quizlet. Yeah, I feel like there's a good chance one of Lisa's kids will be president one day. <laughs> Very good chance. Yes. And we'll be all watching on TV. We'll be like, oh, there's the president's mother. <laughs> Believe it or not, she used to be our attorney. No one believes you. She, we knew her. We knew her. My son Ubered her over there. Yeah. yeah. What are you, you know? <laughs> He'll try to audition for The Bachelorette. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There she is, Lisa Lanier, our official attorney. LanierLawGroup.com or HireHeavyweight.com if you need any legal advice. Lisa, always great to talk to you. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend.